Come Follow Him podcast. This podcast is created by the Boise Nampa Institute of Religion for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Here, we hope to help young adults find relevant principles each week as they study the assigned Come Follow Me scripture block as outlined by the church. This episode is simply two institute teachers talking about what they see in the scriptures that might be relevant to your life. It is not intended to speak for the church or to definitively define doctrines or policies. Any opinions shared here are just that, our opinions, as we have learned to come follow Him. I'm your host, Matt Swenson. Let's jump in. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to be with you again. Excited to, uh, to be into uh, 1 Corinthians. We're, we're finally out of Romans and, and into 1 Corinthians. Uh, I am blessed today to be here with a good friend of mine, Sister Kathleen Clements. Sister Clements, welcome. Well, thank you. It's I feel to, the same to be blessed here. Good, good, to have you, good to have you with us. Um, there, are, there are a growing number of sisters in Seminary and Institute, but yes. it, when we got hired, there weren't a lot. No. Maybe you were one of two? Is that, does that there sound about right? There were three of us that had kids at home. Yeah. We were the first yeah. three to, yeah, so that's right. not when very many women. policy got changed, yeah. that's fantastic. So so I've uh, been blessed. In fact, I think you did your student teaching in my classroom at Mountain, yes. is that right? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, yep. so that's exciting. Um, so take a minute and just introduce yourself, um, a little bit about your family, a little bit about you, where are you teaching, just whatever you want. Okay, uh, Okay. I grew up in Rexburg, Idaho. Okay. I'm a potato farmer's daughter. Cool. So um, went on a mission to Bangkok, Thailand. Great have married my best friend from high school. Cool. We have four amazing kids. Um, my oldest son served a mission in Lithuania, so oh. the Baltic States. Wow, that'd be cool. One of the few in Europe that stayed yeah, there the whole right. time. No so kidding. yeah, it was an incredible During COVID? During COVID. Stayed. Yeah. There wow. in fact that incredible mission, this tells you those incredible young adults there. They had no mission president for almost six months. Oh you're kidding. He me. was remote. So though they wow. they all came back in from Belarus, um, Estonia, Lithuania, all into Latvia, no and kidding. they were trusted and just kept contacting, you know, really? online the members. They and, could yeah. handle it. No kidding. Yeah. Lord, wow. program still went forward. So that's yeah. really awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. So that's your oldest. How uh-huh. old is he now? So he's twenty-three. Okay, and you're you. Um. Our next son is on a mission in Tanzania. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah, so he's doing great That's things. That's really cool. And, yeah. Um, I'm looking up right now um, where we have listeners to see how many oh, we have yeah. in where Lithuania we, and Tanzania. Yeah. Um, we have, as of this week, uh-huh. there are 28 listeners in, in Lithuania. That's awesome. And there are 12 of you out there in, in Tanzania. Fantastic. So maybe it's your son listening. <laughs> maybe it will they, be next week. Yes, least, right? yes, they are That's incredible, fun. incredible cool. people everywhere. Yeah, but it is. It's neat where each one of us have an opportunity very to serve cool. and are called. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. so yeah. And then very I have cool. two girls. Okay. My oldest daughter is a senior this year. That's okay. a interesting thing there. And then oh. my youngest is fourteen. Oh. She's entered high school as well, a cool. freshman. So. So you are the perfect person to talk about young adults and youth, and and what we see in a block here today. Oh, wow. kind of I love youth and young adults. Yeah, so it'll be good to hear and get your take on some things here. Yeah. Um, anything? Uh, where are you at? Where are you teaching at? What's your assignment? So currently, I'm in Meridian 
Um, I actually teach at a high school there, Meridian High School okay. Seminary. So principal here, work with incredible faculty, right. and yeah, we have an incredible youth. They're everywhere. They're incredible youth. So yeah, I um, get opportunities to be on different committees for Salt Lake. There's right. some exciting things. Yeah, tell us about that. You're, you're and, just were telling me before we hit record. Yeah, the you know the our Heavenly Father and our Savior are really inspiring the prophet and apostles right now to really help the church mm. be united, yeah. diverse. That we are, we're, we're all a voice. Yeah. Like I love that you even look to see where we're all at yeah, right, listening yeah. today. Sure. Lithuanian, Tanzania, we're all yeah. so important, and yeah. it's just it's really fascinating and just really exciting mm -hmm. how God's doing that everywhere, yeah. even in, in the employment. That's really cool. So it's really exciting cool. to be involved in. So you're on a committee down there, mm -hmm. and is it a diversity committee? Uh -huh. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, we're just I'm I'm really grateful to have spent some time with you here today. Um, you know, like I said, there there haven't been a lot of sisters, um, even on this podcast, sadly. Um, I think Sister Burke and Sister Harvey have been here with us. Um, and we've had Sister Erickson come in with us. Oh, before. that's neat. Uh, Sister Valencia as well down at the Institute. But but uh, you and Sister Burke, really full-time sisters with us in SNI. And mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful for your insights and, and what we're going to talk about here today. Um, we're going to be in Corinthians chapters 1 through 7. We may or may not get to all of it. You, those of you listening, you know how I am. I talk a lot, and so we, we maybe not get to everything. But, uh, but we have a couple of things in 7 that we want to touch on a little bit at the end. So okay. whether we cover everything in the middle, I don't know. Um, let me just give a little bit of context to 1 Corinthians. Um, Paul had been to uh, Corinth, and he'd actually spent some time there, about two years. Um, that he taught in Corinth before he writes this letter. Um, he'd actually been there a second time as well, um, and that's when he wrote the Pauline epistle um, uh, to, to the people of Corinth. And so uh, these people knew him. He was their missionary. He was the guy that converted them largely, mm -hmm. and, and so he was writing letters to them to correct um, some behaviors that, that, that they had been uh, maybe found doing. Um, he he has desires to go back and be with them again. We'll maybe find that out in seven or maybe there's in two. There's some stuff there too. Um, but they were mostly Greeks. Um, and so, you know, the Grecian people would have been uh, pretty uh, stuck in idolatry and just seeing things with a philosophical kind of way. Um, and so he... Uh, is there to help them kind of get out of the moral corruption that they kind of circularly get back mm -hmm. into. So, so with that as some context, um, these letters are, are to those people. Where would you want us to start? First Corinthians. Well, I, I even then jumped in, and even for you to point out that he had been there before. Mm -hmm. He was. I love how you point out he was their missionary, yeah, right. and the connections that they had made through Christ, their relationships, friendships. It's interesting in responding, obviously, to this letter that he had gotten, and probably multiple letters. Sure. It's interesting to fit, you can see the connection hmm. of their relationship, sure. that they had spent that time in Christ together. Yeah. And so that's what stood out, uh, actually through the whole theme for me, and I'm excited to discuss and see what yours are too, how they tie in, and mm -hmm. this unity. Sure. And how he starts even at the beginning and reminds them about the fellowship. So in... Um, first in Corinthians 1, 9, yeah. um, God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of Christ. And then in verse 10, he reminds us that there will be no divisions among you, yeah. that ye be perfectly joined together. 
You speak the same thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Same and, mind. Yes. And even to begin the letter, oh, grace be unto you and peace. Like he's, he, we're in this together. Yeah. And how can we strengthen that with the Savior together and, and how different our experience. And even how you talked about what was going on in their land. Yeah. 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 So. And, and maybe even at the very, at very end of 10, uh, we live in a time where we think God will judge me differently than he will judge everybody else. But he very clearly says, and in the same judgment, mm -hmm. we're all going to be held to the same standard. And we might have different life experiences, but truth is truth for all of us. Uh -huh. our, our truth is not different than someone else's. I, I might also just say, <clears throat> it's important, I think, when we read letters to identify who they're to, because it helps you understand maybe the, the writer's intent. This would have been to members of the church that had already been converted. Mm -hmm. So he's not teaching about who Christ was. He's not trying to convert them to Christ. They've already done that. Mm -hmm. So largely these letters are an attempt to correct behaviors. Um, effectively, it's a general conference talk about a specific issue in the world's church, right? Mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the Amongst the saints. And I think that's really helpful to understand because um, sometimes they're always Christ-centered, right? But sometimes I think you could say, why isn't he teaching about who Christ was? Why are we Why are we talking about this this really tangential thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I think I think if you understand who he's writing to, it helps us realize that okay, there's we can get down in the weeds sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, and even for you to mention that as we go through, you'll see too. Um, I'm sure both of us will notice, and everyone will notice. He he, like you said, he's not really teaching those basic concepts yeah. or remi but he's reminding them yeah. using that to talk about these these topics that yeah. are outside of Good. it. Good, yeah, that's perfect. How, how powerful that Christ can help us with our everyday life. Yeah. But it comes back to the, okay, let's go back to the foundation, but here's how it's in these special, in yeah. fact, over even in, in chapter seven, just in the yeah. heading, Paul answers special questions, <laughs> right? Right, yeah, It's that's not cool. the, the, you know, the questions they had before, yeah. but it's special questions. Yeah, that's and great. And how, don't we sometimes forget that? Yeah, that totally. those things in our lives that we don't think that they really right. tie into the gospel yeah. or to Christ. Right. But if we really can answer Ramon, the question, yes. get to the yeah. end of the depth. Yeah. I, and we were talking before that, and, and I think I've said it on this uh, podcast before that I teach, I get to teach the answering gospel questions class, and it is all of the ancillary side questions that everybody struggles to answer, mm -hmm. and it, it's never hard to make it Christ-centered. Um, but it isn't Christ as the focus most of the time. We're, we're answering a question, and Christ becomes the center of the answer, but, um, but, the, but the question is really the question, right? Mm -hmm. The special question. I love yeah. that, that that's the way it's said there. I might point out in uh, chapter 1 before I move on out of here, mm -hmm. um, verse 14 is interesting to me. I thank God that I baptize none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I had baptized in mine own name. So maybe maybe speaking to Paul, as Paul as the missionary, their missionary, is a little bit misleading because he was probably more like their mission president, right? Mm -hmm. the, the president kind of overseeing the missionaries in that area in mm -hmm. Corinth. Um, but I love his care of them saying, this isn't me. This isn't me that did this. Um, and then we get maybe down to... Um, well, 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Mm -hmm. For those that are just not getting it, this is silly. Why are we talking about this? But unto us which are saved, here's some unity, right? It is the power of God. And then in 21, 
For after that in wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believed. There's a, there's a wonderful talk called The Foolishness of Teaching um, that, that any of us would think, I know enough to go teach other people about Jesus, is foolish, right? Mm-hmm. But when the Holy Ghost is the teacher and the Savior is the thing you're teaching, then if you have any knowledge, you can go teach that. Missionaries, man, if you're ready to go on a mission or you're thinking about going out on a mission, you don't need to know everything. Mm-hmm. You need to have the Spirit with you and you need to know about the Savior and have a testimony of Him. Book of Mormon, all those other things, those are ancillary to your testimony of the Savior. Uh, go teach that. And mm-hmm. that's what Paul was doing really here. Well, and that just brings, a, I mean, there's little, there's more here in the chapter one, but even that just ties right into chapter two, rolls yeah. right in there, right, yeah. of the power that comes from faith and what you can do. Um, like, it, it, for example, in this extraordinary speech, see, and I, brethren, mm. when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech. Right. I didn't know everything. Yeah. And I didn't, or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. He only had his testimony right. that that's what he knew, not his yeah. special words of wisdom. Yeah. And then if you keep it, that, like you mentioned, these missionaries, yeah. any of us, yeah. we don't have to know it all. No. Well, what is that? And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in mm. demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith shall not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah. Just very powerful. Yeah, I love that. And, and that's the beginning of chapter two, right? That's mm-hmm. yep. that's one through, is that through wow. five? Yep. Yeah, one through five. And if you if you back up into one, just the end of one, 26 through maybe 30, we don't uh-huh. need to read it all, but, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, and not many mighty, uh, and not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Right? And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and the things which are not to bring not things that are. Right? Yeah, I, I love that. It's Joseph Smith, right? Joseph didn't know anything. He was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I have a 14-year-old. And I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. but as, one, as much as I love my son, he was not... He is not what God made Joseph into Mm -hmm. yet, right? He could be Mm -hmm. if God chose him for that kind of a task. But he chose a not wise boy, a not a mighty man, but he called him. And because of that call came, um, he had the capacity to become. Um, And I think that's that's pretty unique. Should make all missionaries uh, serving feel like, I can do this. Um, if it's okay, I'll share an experience I had with a good friend of mine uh, just last night, actually. Um, he's had kind of a hard year, uh, lost a child um, uh, unexpectedly, and some medical complications. And um, he shared with me that, that he had taken a break for, from a calling for a while just to kind of get his family and ducks in order and whatnot. And, and he said, I have a meeting again with my bishop on Sunday and I'm not sure how I'm going to react to receiving the calling. I think that's what's happening. And I don't, I don't know why, because I'm not very wise. <laughs> but, uh, but the thought came to me, you don't have to accept the task. You just have to accept the calling. And then the Savior can do all the calling. He can give you capacity to do all the things you need to do within the tasks. Um, but I think uh, I, when I think about missionaries, the same thing is true. 
you don't have to accept two years away from home and all these all the weights that come with serving a mission um, or whatever calling it is that feels way too big for you or you don't have enough capacity for I don't think the the invitation to accept a calling is um, to accept all of that mm -hmm. I think it's to accept the and express a willingness to serve and then the Lord expands your capacity to actually do the service to actually act in the capacity that he asks you to do right so, so the test isn't, can you do this new job? Mm -hmm. The test is, can you accept it? And if you can accept the calling, then the Lord can make more of you than, than you maybe already are. So anyway, I just yeah. maybe tangential, but oh, love that concept. So, okay, take, keep, keep, keep us going. We, we're into chapter two, mm -hmm. talking about uh, some, some weak things, maybe being, um, Paul probably is just identifying, I am, I am not, the Savior, mm -hmm. right? And, and yet you've been converted mm -hmm. to him. So mm. where else in there? What else should we look at? Well, it just continues even more about, you know, if you've felt something, when others, felt, when we know something, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. This is in verse 10. Mm -hmm. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, deep things of God. Mm -hmm. It keeps going. It just reminds us over and over again of God will help us in whatever way, help us know. Mm -hmm. He uses the Spirit. And then in verse 12 even, um, ye might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Mm. Um, 13, but the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. I mean, sometimes you can't even understand. Mm. He'll help us understand and make yeah. comparison, even in our lives and why this is happening. You talked about the will. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And intend to just connect to that. Mm -hmm. The Spirit searches all things. Mm -hmm. The cross-reference on the word searches uh, takes us to explores and investigates and then if we continue that if we if we put that in for the spirit explores and investigates all things the deep things of god mm -hmm. right so so we learn at a general conference for example on a pretty general level that's where the brethren teach us mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that's the only knowledge available may might be the only public knowledge given mm -hmm. from prophets and apostles but but i think there's a lot of things you can learn through the spirit that are Pretty specific, pretty deep, mm -hmm. deep things of God, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. Well, and this is kind of a little bit different side note here, but even for you to mention, you know, like our calling and just accept what he's wanting in his will. Mm -hmm. I just think of how hard that is, especially in our world today. You know, that you just, I know what I need it to be. Yeah. And I know how it's going to work out for the best. Mm -hmm. Why are you not, how do we have that? Exactly. And allow the spirit to teach us and, and, and guide us when right. we can't see. Yeah. Um, in fact, in verse 7 it says, um, it mentions it, um, the mystery. Mm. You know how how many times in the scriptures does it talk about the mysteries of God? Sure, yeah. And I'll I'll share. I shared this all the time too. But this just is one of those. It's it's hard, but the Spirit can teach us if we'll just trust. Mm -hmm. God will just help us even sometimes see when we can't see. Sure. So when I first had my first son, we we lived far far away from all the stores. And my son has a condition called hangriness. And so if he, you know, gets hungry, we're, we're in trouble. Yeah, and problems. we had gone out for the day, and I hadn't brought any snacks, mm. but we had to get home at a certain time. And so we, I put him in the car. Well, you know, the best, not best thing ever is they put <laughs> made car seats to face backwards right. to protect them. But what can they see? Nothing. Nothing, right. And so not only is he very upset and hungry, he cannot see uh -huh. that we're, where we're at. <laughs> So I put him in the, you know, bat all that and sure. put him in the seat. Sure. And, I mean, we had 
a long ways to go. <laughs> and I could see kind of where we were heading, and I just kept saying, son, we're almost there, yeah. we're almost there. Right. And nope, kick screen, kick Step, screen, yeah, you yeah. know, let me out, let yeah. me out right now. <laughs> and I had to keep explaining, look, there's nothing right here. Right. Just trust me. Yep. So pretty soon I can see the f overpass of where we have to go over to right. our, our sure. home. Okay, son, we're almost, I can see the overpass. Nope, kick and scream, kick and scream. I can't uh, see it. Yeah, I can't see it. But then even to get up on the overpass, mm. not only can I, I know where we're going, but I can see the top of the roof mm. of where we live. It's clear, it's still far away, we're but it's our subdivision. There. Honey, I, I can see it, just trust me. Yeah. No, kick, scream, kick, let yep. me out right now. Right. And even in that moment, it was just so, because I said, we're, we're up on the overpass, and, and I had the thought, uh, no, and I even told him, honey, you don't want out right here, because yeah. not only is there no food, dangerous. there's danger. Right. Just trust me, just stay in the car. Well, pretty soon, of course, we see the front of the subdivision. Nope, he doesn't trust me. Right. Honey, I can see our front door. Yep. Didn't trust me. Right. And finally, we got home. Even driving up, he was upset. But once I got him out, he could see, oh, we're here. Oh, we're here. Yeah. And it was all okay. Huh. And it was a couple days later, we were dealing with some stuff as a family, really hard, and I was kicking and screaming. Hmm. And I remember the Lord just kind of guiding me and saying, I need you to stay in the car. I'm discussing right now, all over the world, there's some complex, yeah. nothing simple anymore. Yeah. And what a, I mean, even to go back into verse two, when he says, I, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Mm -hmm. He has love and his, he's gonna set you up for success yeah. with everything he possibly can. Yeah. And uh, that's a really powerful, Thing to consider and remember too when we want answers and yeah. we want them right now especially with how the world is and our complicated questions and our complicated emotions and mm -hmm. lives and how can we find and allow the lord's milk right he he's helping us understand sometimes the meat is too harsh you'll we'll, i'll get right. you there yeah but just trust me and come and exactly. let me take care of you let me I am giving you one. So, and we're on top of the overpass, and uh, so I'm not yes. going to teach you about polygamy right now yes. and help you understand it fully. We'll get there when yes. we get home. <laughs> let's, right? just, let's use the milk that I've given yeah. you so that then once you understand that, then I can give you more. Yeah. What a loving Heavenly Father right. we have. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic, Kathleen. Thank you for expressing it that way. I think we get so wrapped up about wanting to know the, all the answers ourselves kicking and screaming in the back seat, mm -hmm. facing the wrong direction. I know better. I know, right? Mm -hmm. that, uh, that we forget who's driving. Mm -hmm. And we forget, if I just trust that he's not going to run me into a telephone pole, mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay, mm -hmm. right? And I can just see what I can see and not understand where I'm going, but be okay. Mm -hmm. And if I'm hungry, I'll get fed at some point. He's not going to let me starve. Mm -hmm. Consider the lilies, right? <laughs> right. That concept, I, I think, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, this is fantastic. Let's keep going. Okay. Anything anything else in three or jumping into four or five that we want to look at or touch on? Once again, more of that unity. Let there be no envying or strife or divisions. Yeah. I mean, even to look even through the footnotes, I'm a big, I love yeah, footnotes because right. it just kind of makes me think about it. But even up through already, if you look back on some of the in, you know, envyings, but peace, it, there's no fractions. Let's not split right. up. Let's not cause this division. Let's... Let's come back in unity. Again, yeah. I know I mentioned already, but for ye are laborers together with God. He really, I mean, to think about how you mentioned already, how these are letters to these people he loves. Yeah. And these apostles were so far away. Yeah. 
Like today, I love modern technology sure. with the gift that it has of sure. you can talk to anybody on the other side of the world. Right. Think of the missionaries everywhere. Exactly. Think of these people that we get to yeah. discuss and they get to hear. And right. I know we're just in gonna, the podcast. Yes, the yeah. podcast, just alone. Yeah. And but yet, they had these letters. They were stuck with this slow. But right. here, let me give you, and that his he, especially there's a theme in here amongst all these other powerful truths of, let's be one. Yeah. Well, and, and really, we, I think we can look at like verse 22 of verse chapter 3. Mm -hmm. um, 21, Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Right? I think it's easy for us to look at them saying, well, you were, you were a convert of Paul or you were a convert of mm -hmm. Apollos or Paul's or... Right, and, and we and we we easily paint them as a group of people who are who are putting themselves into cliques. We're Paul's group. We're Cephas's group. Right, um, but but that's the same thing we do today. Uh -huh. Right, we do the same exact thing when we say, um, well, the men, young men, and the young women's programs ought to be exactly equal in all things, mm -hmm. and we separate ourselves into these camps of. I'm a young man, or I'm a young woman, or I'm a, right? And, and we, we think that because of the, our uniqueness, that the church and Christ should be more unique about how I am treated mm -hmm. versus how my neighbor is treated. Mm -hmm. And while I think that's true, Christ loves us uniquely, he doesn't alter the church to uh -huh. fit more man or woman or, right? right? He, he doesn't right. do it that way. He says, you are all the same. Mm -hmm. And everything is yours. Mm -hmm. You have all the things. Verse 23 in chapter 3, ye are Christ's and Christ is God's. Mm -hmm. And there's no divisions. Uh -huh. You're all children of God. Mm -hmm. And if you've, if you've connected yourself to Christ, which you have, these people and us, we are all children of God with the same exact potential, with the same exact outcomes. For sure, men and women will have different roles, maybe as we get into the eternities and maybe on earth in some degree. But, but all of us to, are to obtain perfection. Mm -hmm. And it, like we said before, if Kathleen Clements is perfect in all Christ-like attributes and Matt Swenson is perfect in all Christ-like attributes, we are not the same, no. but we will be perfected in all the things, right. just like Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All things are ours. Well, that makes me think of back the powerful example of the Nephites yeah. after Christ comes yeah. and they live for how many years yeah, in complete peace. Right. And this is one of my favorites of this unity when they talk about, you know, they, and it came to pass that there was no contention in the land. Right. Can you imagine that today? Yeah, crazy. How we all long for that. Yeah. No contention in the home, right. no contention in our no country, on our street, right. in our world, yeah. in, our, in our schools. Because of the love of God, yeah. which did dwell in the hearts of the people. There were no envyings, no strifes, no torments, no wardens, no lyings, no murders, any matter mm. of any of these things. Mm. And they could not be a happier people yeah. among any of the people. But this is my favorite. There were no robbers, no murders. Mm -hmm. There were there no Lamanites, uh, there were Laman, neither Lamanites nor any manner of vites. Right. Well, wait a minute. They still, I'm sure, I have an opinion Right. Of what side of the street still we should their walk their own on. People. I still have a, a very strong opinion of, of this. They still, I love that you sure. mentioned they were still unique, we're not the same. Right. But how can we do that? Yeah. And why, how are we the same? 
they were one, the children of Christ. Yeah. They were one with Christ. They were yeah. one with their Father in heaven that that's how we can have no contention. That's yeah. how we can be unified. Right. But Pretty still cool. be unique. Pretty and so cool. it's just, it's powerful how I'll that share. I think I've shared this before, but f for those of you out there listening to this, you know that I say the same stories like seven times before I <laughs> think I've said it enough. I had a, when I turned 40, my wife turned, gave me a, threw me a surprise birthday party. I don't love parties, but my wife, it, I was 40, so she did something. And uh, I was surprised to walk in and see all of my colleagues at the time, that people that I'd worked closely with in my world. And because of my profession, doing what I do, everybody was like awesome people. I mean, yeah, all of the seminary and institute colleagues that I have are awesome yeah, people. Incredible people. And I got to spend the evening with all of them in the room and eating and we're playing games and we're talking and it was, <laughs> it was so fun. And not everybody was the same. Um, there were some people present who were quiet personality types, just family members and whatnot, that just kind of found themselves in the corner. And I remember watching and good people, quiet, just different personality, than a seminary institute teacher generally, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember watching my colleagues go and befriend my family members who were quieter types. And not like, oh, you're a project for me, just walking over, sitting down for two minutes, finding out about them, getting up and saying, well, I'm so glad to meet you, and moving on, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody knew everybody by the end of the night. And it was so amazing to think, this is the celestial kingdom. Mm -hmm. We are not the same, but we are all trying and we are all per being perfected in certain attributes. Some things we've all figured out in that night, we figured out how to be kind to each other. Mm -hmm. And and just that moment of uh, of of no division, right? Mm -hmm. Like the like the Nephites. We all had opinions, we all have our own way of doing things, but we could let each other be uh -huh. and just love God and love each other, mm -hmm. right? The two great commandments. It's, right. it's so easy if that's what we actually lived in. But we don't live in that world. We live in a world mm -hmm. that forces division and forces us to mm -hmm. to label each other. And, and man, I think the faster we can get away from that, uh, the better. I, I just think we... Well, Prophet's most recent conference, right? Just right. counsels us not to put labels on ourselves mm -hmm. or other people. I think that's so important. So, well, and even to go right back to even President Nelson yeah. in conference and that powerful peacemakers wanted, right? And to think about in one of our trainings recently, uh, somebody had mentioned this, the power of the talk in their lives yeah. from President Nelson, and it just struck me how they had come to the understanding too from just that reminder from President Nelson through you know of the Savior wanting us to to remember to be peacemakers. It's not about waiting for peace. It's Let's make peace. Right. Yeah. Let's allow the Savior to help us right. take the first step. And well, and that's we when he comes back, right? Once right. we've figured it out, right. he'll he'll be able to come back. And right. We keep waiting for the world to get worse and worse and worse, so he'll come back. And right. the opposite is true. Read the Book of Mormon clearly says because the people were ready, Christ comes back. Right. Right? We we have to go that direction, not let the world go the other direction. Right. That's not what he's waiting for. So mm -hmm. that whole concept of unity that you're finding mm -hmm. as a thread throughout this, I just really love. I think it's I think it's so fantastic. Well, and so many through here, I, every one of the different things, he's talking about action, right? Yeah. Don't, you know, just be patient. Yeah. Um, love, um, serve. Sure. I, I serve. There's all these actions here, and it's powerful how 
we just have to trust him. That we just have to make that yeah. that effort. So well, it's it's really the objective is to become, not to just do, mm-hmm. right? I think we we especially as members of the church, we make lists of things we're supposed to do, things I have to do. Mm-hmm. But the but the purpose of those doing things, those acts, is to help us to become. And if mm-hmm. all we do is accomplish the task, we didn't become anything, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we miss the point of doing all the things mm-hmm. that the Savior's asked us to do. Right. Um, and, and, and maybe, can I jump us into four, chapter 4? Yes, yes, please. So I love this little, this little section in chapter 4 because I think when you read it initially, you can be confused as to who he's speaking about and who's even speaking. Mm-hmm. But remember, this is a letter Paul's writing. Uh-huh. And he, if, we, if we painted him before as a mission president, maybe this becomes a little clearer here. Mm-hmm. He says, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, ye have, sorry, yet ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. I am your mission president. Uh I taught you these things. Now listen to the next section. Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Wow. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where you're not supposed to follow anybody but Jesus, mm-hmm. including the prophets. You, mm-hmm. you, who is he to tell me what I can do? I mm-hmm. can receive my own personal revelation. And I think there's a lot of danger there to consider that prophets never told us to follow them. Well, that's not true. Moses let out with a big old stick, right? Crossing the ocean. There was a follow me through mm-hmm. that pro- process, right? That Christ has said that as well. We're, we're, the podcast is come follow him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that he has said that does not negate that he has also said, follow that guy and follow that guy. Mm-hmm. They're following me mm-hmm. and they will bring you to me, right? Mm-hmm. That idea of following prophets is painted so clearly here. Verse 17 goes on, For this cause have I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son, and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. I can be an example if I'm a prophet and apostle, and I can say, I figured some stuff out. Christ has taught me how to do this. Follow me. They don't. Mm-hmm. President Nelson does not say, come follow me. He points you past him to Christ. But does that mean you can't look to him as an example of what to do? Mm-hmm. And, and all of the very detailed things he counsels and invites us to do, why do we look at those things and say, eh, it's just an advice, just some mm-hmm. advice. I, I'm different. I could do it my way differently. If Christ told him to come tell me to do that, I probably ought to just do that, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we make it so difficult. Because we live in a world where I can be my own self. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. We're, everybody's truth is different. And right. you know, all the things that, that our world tells us, it's just not true. And mm-hmm. Paul himself was saying, you come follow me. Mm-hmm. I can be an example to you. Mm-hmm. Well, we know he's identified several places in all the scriptures. Satan. Yeah. He's the father of all lies. Yeah. He's the great imitator. Yeah. In fact, I love that in it, it even has in the footnote in that follows her of me. Yeah. And think of... I mean, Satan is. Isn't that what he's yeah. trying so hard in the world today to find imitation? Right. To where where do we feel good about ourselves? Where do we find peace? Where yeah. do we find love? Where do we find a place? Yeah. It, are we going to go to the imitators? Right. Are we going to go to Christ yeah. and those that Christ has called to help us lead? Exactly. 
and, and when Christ. Paul says, be followers of me, that cross-reference to be imitators of me, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there are imitators of other things that the world is telling us to go follow. Uh -huh. But Paul's saying, imitate how I'm living my life. Right. If I struggle with, um, let, me, let me give an example. If I struggle with um, someone in my life who I love who has uh, come out recently, mm -hmm. I have prophets and apostles who have that in their family, mm -hmm. who I can go study how they saw that, how mm -hmm. they have treated that, how they have been Christ-like. I have exact examples of all the things in my current world and brothers and sisters in church mm -hmm. leadership who are pointed to and say, follow them. I can find a mentor mm -hmm. in the thing I'm struggling with and look. Now, it was interesting, that, and I maybe made a little bit of a correction. A few weeks ago, uh, when we were in Romans chapter 1, mm -hmm. uh, we, I was with, I think I was with Brother, um, I don't remember. They're, they're all blurred together. Uh, I, I think it was Brother Troutman. Brother oh, Troutman okay, and I were okay. together. And we were talking about Romans chapter 1, and, and it talks about um, same-sex attraction, mm -hmm. and, and there, Paul was teaching very clearly there. Um, and, and everything we said, I think, was, was totally fine. But there's a phrase I use that I think in today's world is maybe hurtful sometimes. And the phrase is, um, those that struggle with same-sex attraction. Um, I don't intend for that to sound like, um, I don't intend for that to sound like there is a sinful thing happening because you have a tendency to feel that way. Um, anything I feel that makes me want to go away from God's plan, I would say I struggle with something mm -hmm. having to do with that. I think I've told the, the podcast audience that I have stolen pens for many years of my life. I've stopped. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> this is the first Kathleen's hearing about there, right? Yeah, I have amazing pens. But, I'll have but to check the counterfeit. Yeah, that is something that on the surface, pens aren't sinful. They're mm -hmm. not a sinful thing. Right. Me stealing them is something I struggle with. And, and so I just want to make sure that, that the language I use is always as careful as it can be. I don't intend for those feelings that some defeat and that might feel uh, to, to feel like those are sinful feelings. Um, the Savior felt all the temptations, mm -hmm. didn't he? How we act on those might yeah. be a struggle, right? I might struggle with acting in same-sex mm -hmm. ways or, or what are, depending on the faith that you have, right? But anyway, I think it's just important as we talk about being unified, mm -hmm. to recognize that in our world, um, we have language that we use and language matters, how mm -hmm. we say what we say. And maybe what was said 30 years ago, not hurt, not trying to be hurtful, mm -hmm. uh, is felt differently today than it would, would have been felt back then. So right. I just want to make sure we're, we're always as sensitive as we can be, still teaching truth, mm -hmm. um, but, um, but just making sure that we're, we're as sensitive as we can be to the circumstances that people are finding themselves in. You know, can I add to that, Please. especially, and once again, I'm sorry, I keep going back to unity because that's, that's fine, one of the it. ones that were strong for me. It's a thread. And this, having this unity in Christ together, that yeah. we are so different. Right. I, I love that you pointed out that we need to be sensitive to others and be aware yeah. of when we may not mean it, but sure. it, it is not correct. It's right. not, it is offensive. Right. And I, I, I would hope that each one of us also would take the reverse of that and give others 
grace and mercy when they don't know or they don't realize. I'm sure that you don't intentionally steal pens. And so I would hope those of your colleagues I don't now. It still happens every once in a while. If I have one missing, you know, you would hope that each one of us would also give each other grace. And maybe I'm a little more sensitive to that because I'm old. I'm getting older and older. And and I teach teenagers (laughs) and I have teenagers in my home. And um, just example the other day, what's it called? Be real. Oh, yeah. Is that, that shows my yeah. age. That, uh-huh. And I haven't quite got it. And I was asking these, st- they wanted me to help them with their be real, <laughs> take it in class. And I was, you know, confused. I, you know, I don't I, even know what I'm doing you, right you, now. you trust me? <laughs> but, you know, I am old. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to know. And are there times that every yeah. one of us in everything in the world today, isn't Satan sneaky sure. of trying to get us to Divide. focus yeah. on what we don't understand right, or right. how we have been offensive. Yeah. Now, yes, absolutely, every one of us, there are times, because we're not perfect, sure. that we have been purposely offensive yeah. or we you know, we have been purposely angry and yeah. lashed out or whatever. Yes, yeah. react. Oh, I love that. But aren't there so many times mm. that we need to have also that grace of the Savior yeah. that we can extend or have Him yeah. help us with that? Yeah, I love that. Because without that grace, we divide even farther. Right. Right. We we put people into camps of well, this person doesn't think about me enough to speak correctly about whatever it is, mm-hmm. and that's just not true. Right. I, I just have never thought that until you know. So anyway, I, I love that. I think that you're right. There's there's two sides of that mm-hmm. that um, you know to, to to allow some grace to exist mm-hmm. in other people. Can, can I take this thread into one more thing? Please. We're we're, we're getting a little long in our in our podcast here, and I, and I want to make sure we touch on something in chapter seven. Uh, before we end. So there, again, we're skipping a couple of chapters here. There, there's more Still stuff good there. Stuff. <laughs> you listeners, share with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, did, just to jump into seven and, and just spend a few minutes there, um, I know you have something I really want you to share and as we tie this all together. But uh, the church at Corinth had requested some direction uh, from Paul uh, through another letter that they had written him. It's evident through the reading closely of this that they wanted some direction as to how missionaries ought to be uh, in relationships, married or not married, and you know, they were asking some questions, and, and Paul uh, speaks to that in the very first, uh, maybe nine verses here, and I want to I make sure we're all super clear on a cross-reference that happens here at the very first of this, because it has caused confusion in, in many churches in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Verse 1 of chapter 7 says, Now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, colon, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Okay. Without the Joseph Smith translation of this, it sounds like Paul is addressing a letter that was written to him about missionary work. And he's saying, if you're in the service of God, you can't be married, you can't touch a woman, you can't have that interaction. Joseph Smith's translation, even in the cross-reference right here, without having to do a lot of digging, chapter 7, verse 1 um, Joseph Smith's translation just adds the word saying, but after the colon. So now it reads, Now concerning the things wherein ye wrote unto me, saying, It is good for a man not to touch a woman. So he's not saying, I am telling you don't touch women. He's right. saying, you said this. Mm-hmm. right? Then he gives us very clearly the, the policy of the, day of the church, the doctrine maybe of, of Christ, that Christ would have us understand. He says this, verse 2, To avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Very clearly, you should be married. Mm-hmm. Verse 3, Let the husbands rent unto the wife, 
do benevolence. He defined the word benevolence, and it means love and intimacy. So husbands, that's a responsibility of yours. And likewise, also the wife under the husband. There's some unity. Right. right? It's not just husbands mm -hmm. that have to do that. There's some responsibility the wives have. The wife hath not power of her own body. If we stop right there, everybody flips out. Right. Right? And then we go on, it gets, oh, worse. It gets worse. But yeah. the husband, he's got power over yeah, her right. body. But keep reading. And likewise, also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Effectively saying, this is a mutual thing mm -hmm. between you. This your intimacy is between you, and it should go outside mm -hmm. of your husband and your wife. Verse 5. Defraud ye not one another, except it, we, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together against, again, that Satan tempt you not for your incon incontinency. The way I read that is you have an intimate responsibility with your spouse to uh, fulfill those needs, intimate, intimate needs, whether it's a carnal need, a physical need, an emotional need. Um, you, have an, you have a responsibility, except for when, like Paul says here, you're giving yourself to fasting and prayer, but then you will come together. Mm -hmm. Again, there's unity, right? You have that responsibility, maintain that responsibility. Um, don't leave, the cross-reference there would suggest you have a responsibility to stay together, right? To, to be together in, the, in those things and not to go find it somewhere else, especially, mm -hmm. right? But um, th that Satan tempt you not. Then verse 6, but I speak this by permission and not by commandment. So this is an interesting little line yeah. here, right? This is a reference maybe to, to point to when an apostle or a prophet says something that later is found to be mm -hmm. maybe not exactly what God had initially intended, mm -hmm. not teaching over the pulpit probably, but just speaking offhand in a comment in, a, in an article or a... Or give a, you some of my thoughts. Yep, an Elder mm -hmm. McConkie saying what he said about yep. blacks and the priests, right? That, this kind of experience. What Paul's mm -hmm. saying, I'm teaching this because it feels right to me right now, but it's not a commandment. Mm -hmm. And then he says this, for I would that all men were even as myself. Paul doesn't have a wife. He's traveling around teaching, teaching mm -hmm. the gospel and he's not distracted by girlfriends and all the things. <laughs> but every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and one after that. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I, celibate, is what he's saying. It's mm -hmm. okay. You can go be a missionary, stay that way. Mm -hmm. But if they cannot contain, because they fall in love, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. <laughs> I think that's just no, proof no. of marriage is good, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. But I love the idea here that um, Paul so clearly is teaching that there's need in our life for unification, um, but especially between husband and wife, while we're on our missionary journeys. Mm -hmm. um, speaks to me in my mind as, as the exciting opportunity it would be for me and my wife to serve as a... Uh, missionary couple together and to go do that work together because mm -hmm. I've done it by myself and mm -hmm. it was it was fun but it was not as fun as it would be to, to do it together right mm -hmm. so anyway I, I just think that's a, a unifying component of uh, maybe tying that thread together through what we talked about today um, well can I add something too please. it's interesting how, how what a powerful message there and look how he's also giving a powerful example of how we can answer our questions yeah. I mean, even in, in the heading, it says he answers these special questions. Yeah, it is again, right, yeah. Don't special we all questions. have special questions so around cool. for our unique life? Yeah. And how interesting that he goes right to the truth, right to the 
the, the foundation, the yeah. doctrine. Well, don't, don't commit fornication. Yeah. And you are, a gift is a family. Yeah. And we've been given and created to have those desires, yeah, to have cool. a family and, ha and be, to be yeah. one. And look again, this, this powerful truth, it's back to that pure truth right. of why God didn't just create man, right. but created the woman. Because yeah. they need to be a unit, and yeah. that's how we can become like our Heavenly Father, have an eternal family, have all that He has. Yeah. And then it comes to, okay, here's the truth. Now let me let me share with maybe a practice I've got from that, but right. you do you do you what go to the truth and you fits. ask your special question yeah. and see what it looks like. Because for me, I'm okay being unmarried. Yeah, and what's cool, you know? yeah, if we go one more verse. So he said, but I speak this by permission and not of commandment. I'm living this experience, and so here's my here's my counsel to you. I am not married, I can counsel you. But verse 10. Under the married, I command, ye mm. not. Right. I, I'm not talking to you. I don't understand that. I have, I have no reference to that. But the Lord mm -hmm. will command you, right? Mm -hmm. Under the married, I command, yet not I, but the Lord. I'm, I'm not going to mm -hmm. get into that. We're going to let the Lord do that. And then the, there is an instruction that they stay together, right? Mm -hmm. That they, they be together. And, and another example, too, even in that, God won't use perfect people. Yeah. He'll use those that he knows he can speak to yeah. through them right. to, uh, right. for us. And how awesome that he wasn't married, like you said. Yeah. Oh, well, well I don't understand, well, but I know the truth. Right. And how wonderful and I'm it's. Only speaking yeah, truth. it's Elder Christofferson's mm -hmm. brother dealing with same sex attraction. I can go to him and learn mm -hmm. how, to, how to handle that because he's had that. Paul was a missionary without a spouse. Mm -hmm. I can go to him and I can look to him and say, this is a real guy going mm -hmm. through a real thing and I can learn from him, mm -hmm. from the men and women that God's put on earth to, to lead and guide and direct me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to guess. And, and, and maybe even they would say in their hearts, come follow me. Mm -hmm. Let me be an example here. God has seen me as such that I can be a special witness of him at a level that is so, so rare in the history of the world. I mean, we're talking less than 100 people uh -huh. in the history of the world have been prophets and apostles. Wow, mm -hmm. that we have 15 brethren right now alive to give us ex living examples, mm -hmm. that we've got 12 sisters right now alive that we can look to and say, how do, we, how do I live my life as a sister in the gospel? Mm -hmm. they're, they're, those are our mentors. They ought to be our mentors. Mm -hmm. I just think there's so much power if we, mm -hmm. if we look beyond... Um, Look beyond our own lives. Mm -hmm. Look to the scriptures first, right. but look to the living, living oracles mm -hmm. that God's put on there for us too. Well, and how, what a, a powerful invitation from our Savior to have this, you know, inspired to be recorded. Because when we have those questions that are special and unique to us, yeah. I want to know how does this affect me? How does this affect my family? Right. What about this? I'm not yep. so sure about yep. this. It still goes back to just step back. Yeah. What's the truth? Yep. Because any, even God's amazing apostles and prophets that he does trust, right. we can still take out of context if we don't allow our Heavenly Father, in the spirit that exactly. we talked about before, right. and how powerful in this letter right. that he emphasizes it. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was using also to lead <laughs> up to. Okay, I'm, gonna, right. I'm about to give you some advice, but I, I need you to see and yep. allow the spirit to guide what is truth. Exactly. And my opinion it's to the, guide yeah, it's, with your I love relationship it. it's, with God. It's the milk and the meat. Right. It's the spirit can teach you more than the, the, the what's written down or what a prophet right. might say at a conference. It's all of those things that we've talked about today all tied up in you mm -hmm. are your own 
you're responsible to you, mm -hmm. right? You, you're going to be accountable to God at some point, but, but what you know, what you mm -hmm. understand, God knows what you know and what you understand, mm -hmm. and no one else does. Right. So you walk around with these things in your heart, good or bad, mm -hmm. and you're not going to hide it from God. Right. And so do, are you willing to learn from all the resources we have and to step back and say, I think this, mm -hmm. but I'm being taught this right. from the Spirit or from prophets or from other leaders? What, what is it that we're learning? Well, I'm, uh, can I, st I still love the promise, or the, yeah, the promise that is in the um, proclamation. Oh, yeah. Is it? Let me go find it here. Yeah. That he, that, remember when um, President Woodruff? Sorry, can you tell I'm tired? <laughs> and he, remember back then, once again, they didn't have internet. Yeah. They didn't have TV or broadcast that he could announce to all of the yeah. the church and the world, and so he did. He went around to have several mm -hmm. addresses mm -hmm. because it's just like within our lives now today. Mm -hmm. We thought something was a certain way, yeah. and culture and tradition changes, and then yeah. we question. But then the Lord gives us more guidance because yeah. He can see what we can't see, right. and we get in those moments that we're like, whoa, 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 wait, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, they were in that circumstance. Yeah, this the is Lord a, had said no is, more. Yeah, you official know, declaration, right? right? Yeah. And so he's going around sharing that truth, just like we've heard in the, these right. powerful letters, right? right? That I'm just testifying in with Christ's power. Right. And if you'll listen and use the Holy Ghost that he's given to right. testify, you'll know. Well, that, that this is the blacks and the priesthood yes. and being restored to every worthy now member. Right, right. right. Yeah. And for him to go around and think of the, the questions and the concerns we have in our world today. Yeah. I mean, all of our listeners everywhere, think of all of the questions. And those things that it just doesn't yeah. feel right yet. It doesn't seem right. And we struggle. Mm -hmm. Well, the Lord has promised from the very beginning mm -hmm. that he will never lead us astray. Sure. Yeah. Well, here is the promise that just always gives me comfort, especially in the world today. Because do we really know if the prophet is a prophet of God? Right. Well, look at this promise okay. that President Woodruff reminded Teach us. Me, I'm excited. Now, I may say it twice because <laughs> okay. I, 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 I get so it. excited. And every time I share I with it. anyone, I say it twice because it's just so powerful. So this is, again, the prophet of the church at the time. Mm -hmm. And this was hard for them, just like things are hard for us when sure. we hear the Lord talking in the car yeah. and we can't see. And it's really difficult, especially when emotion is involved. Right, and we're yeah. so we love those around us and our li uh, things going on. The Lord will never permit me. Remember again, this is the prophet of the church. The Lord will never permit me or any other man who stands as president of this church to lead you astray. It is not in the program. Mm. No, it doesn't just stay there. Yeah. Because you say, well, what if he does? Yeah. It is not in the mind of God. If I were attempt at, the Lord would remove me out of my place. And how do you do that? You lots die. of ways. <laughs> lots of ways. Uh, the yeah. Lord will take care right, of it. Yeah. So I'm going to say that one more time because yeah. this is what a powerful promise. Yeah. And here, here, even in these, in this letter, mm -hmm. he's testifying, it's not me. I'm coming just with the simplicity and power of God. But follow me because if if I'm not doing it right, I won't be in front. Right. Right. So here's the reminder once yeah. again. Think of mm. you're in the car. All of us are in this car. Yeah. Can we really stay in the car and trust God? Mm. Well, he sent our prophets to teach us and guide us so we're not lost. Well, the Lord will never permit me <laughs> or any other man who stands as president of this church to lead you astray. It is not in the program. I love that. And if we will hold and remember, it is not I ever. I love that. So any of that is plan. fantastic. So let me clarify. That's Wilford Woodruff. Uh -huh. That would have been talking about 
uh, plural marriage, is yep, that right? That this is, and plural they were marriage. they were having a hard time. Yeah, they this didn't believe initially that it was God's. Yep. Yeah, think of all the beautiful. sacrifice and the faith, that. and all the energy they put in yeah. to what they had been asked to do, and that they created these beautiful families in a lot of cases. Right. That they were now being told, well, we're not going, we're going to move away from this. I I love that counsel. I love that that promise mm -hmm. that we can have that true today as much as it was true back then. Yeah. Kathleen, this has been so fun. So fun this to be with you. This has been fantastic. I've, I I've so appreciate, really enjoyed this. Well, I just appreciate your, your wisdom, the insights you bring as a woman, as a, as a mother. Uh, it's just different. I've sat with Rob Diebel last week, and I love Rob. But two guys sitting and talking about stuff is sometimes different. So I just well, love... there's power there, too. There's just yeah. different power. There's just We all I, need to I be just, one in Christ. We all yeah. have something to offer. Yeah, I just, I just have loved our, our time together. And um, if there was one thing that... And I think this would always change, so I usually ask this. <clears throat> at the end of a episode, if there was one thing that you could help the youth or the young people of the church know, if you could just maybe take their agency away and teach this thing, <laughs> what is it that you would want them to know? What is it that you would want to say to them if you had a voice that could speak to them all? It would be Christ is the answer. Yeah. And I'll just use the words in Corinthians because it's so much more powerful and beautiful than I could say because it it just fr it sums up even what I would want him to know. So in verse 23, this is in First Corinthians 7, ye are bought with a price. Hmm. And earlier they ask, um, I love the question, what will you choose? Yeah. And I would want any of our listeners, I want any of us in this uh, confusing yeah. world, in, in our challenges and our struggles, to hold on to Christ. Yeah. He will never leave us alone. He will never not be there and help us. Sure. Yeah. He won't ever give up on us. Sure. He will never, in all of the confusion, and Satan's good. Yeah. Satan's good. I mean, it, it, how many times did it, you know, Satan's trying to tempt you. Yeah. Satan's trying The Lord loves you. Yeah. And if you'll just hold on with him, that's, that's where, that's it, that's the truth. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. what he has to offer. I love that, Kathleen. He's the answer to all the questions, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Love that. This has been so great. Will you come back and do it again with me? Oh, I'd love to. Perfect. We'll have you back on yeah. soon. As long as our viewers, do they send any oh, comments? Oh, I, I haven't Listen figured out how to do that yet. Oh. But, but we can see it in the come listenership. Come on, Matt. So look I'm at sure. all these in Tanzania, <laughs> I know, Lithuania, right? <laughs> Spain. We, 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 we're brothers and sisters. We want, let's that. be one. Let's hear from them, too. We would love yeah. if you could figure that out. We've got, a, we've got a, a couple of things in the works. We've got a Facebook page. Thank you for bringing it up, actually. We've got a Facebook page. You can go out on, uh, listen to, or look up um, the Come Follow Him podcast group page, oh, I think is there. So if you wanted to connect with that group, you're welcome to. We, I think we also have uh, an Instagram page. We've got an institute student working on that right now. And um, But again, it'd be under the Come Follow Him kind of moniker there. So, um, well, but, I would love if yeah, they would respond, would great give us to get some, some of their thoughts to help uh, us more connect with Christ and yeah. those messages. It, it actually was a, a, a listener who found a way to reach out to me and uh, and shared the thoughts about, is it really a struggle if it's something that somebody was born with? And that thought came from a, a sensitive listener listening and thinking, are we, are we being sensitive or not? So I appreciated that, and, and I would love to hear more feedback from, from those out there. And, yeah, and just be. all the praise for Sister Clements and all she's doing good here is, is uh, would be fun to hear everything. Well, so. I just loved just even more, just the testimonies of, of their experiences yeah. with the Savior. Yeah, It'd be awesome. Great. Well, thank you, we'll have you back. Okay, thank you. Yep, see ya. See ya.
Thank you.